Section twenty nine of the Wit and Humor of America, Volume Eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Marty Chris. The Gentle Art of Boosting by John Kendrick Bangs. The idiot was very late at breakfast so extremely late in fact that some apprehension was expressed by his fellow boarders as to the state of his health i hope he isn't ill said mr whitechoker he is usually so prompt at his meals that i fear something is the matter with him he's all right said the doctor whose room adjoins that of the idiot in mrs smithers pedagogue's select home for gentlemen he'll be down in a minute he's suffering from an overdose of vacation rested too hard just then the subject of the conversation appeared in the doorway pale and haggard but with an eye that boded ill for the larder quick he cried as he entered lead me to a square meal mary please give me four bowls of mush ten medium soft-boiled eggs a barrel of sautéed potatoes and eighteen dollars worth of corned beef hash i'll have two pots of coffee mrs pedagog please four pounds of sugar and a can of condensed milk if there is any extra charge you may put it on the bill and some day when hot air common goes up thirty or forty points i'll pay what's the matter with you mr idiot asked mr brief been fasting for a week no replied the idiot i've just taken my first week's vacation and between you and me i've come back to business so as to get rested up for the second doesn't look as though vacation agreed with you said mr bibliomaniac it doesn't said the idiot hereafter i am an advocate of the russell sage system never take a day off if you can help it there's nothing so restful as paying attention to business and no greater promoter of weariness of spirit and vexation of your digestion than the modern style of vacating no more for mine if you please hmm sneered the bibliomaniac i suppose you went to coney island to get rested up bumping the bump and looping the loop and doing a lot of other crazy things not i quoth the idiot i didn't have sense enough to go to some quiet place like coney island where you can get seven square meals a day and then climb into a ferris wheel and be twirled around in the air until they have been properly shaken down i took one of the four hundred vacations you know what that is no said mr brief i didn't know there were four hundred vacations with only three hundred and sixty-five days in the year what do you mean i mean the kind of vacation the people in the four hundred take explained the idiot i've been to a house party up in newport with some friends of mine who are in the swim and i tell you it's hard swimming you'll never hear me talking about a leisure class in this country again those people don't know what leisure is i don't wonder they're always such a tired-looking lot i was not aware that you were in with the smart set said the bibliomaniac oh yes said the idiot i'm in with several of em way in so far in that i'm sometimes afraid i'll never get out 
we're carrying a whole lot of wildcats on margin for billy van gelder the cotillion leader tommy d cahoots the famous yachtsman owes us about eight thousand more than he can spare from his living expenses on one of his plunges into copper and altogether we are pretty long on swells in our office and you mean to say those people invite you al asked the bibliomaniac all the time said the idiot just as soon as one of our swell customers finds he can't pay his margins he comes down to the office and gets very chummy with all of us the deeper he is in it the more affable he becomes the result is there are house parties and yacht cruises and all that sort of thing galore on tap for us every summer and you accept them eh said the bibliomaniac scornfully as a matter of business of course replied the idiot we've got to get something out of it if one of our customers can't pay cash why we get what we can in this particular case mr reginald squander cash had me down at newport for five full days and i know now why he can't pay up his little shortage of eight hundred dollars he's got the money but he needs it for other things and now that i know it i shall recommend the firm to give him an extension of thirty days by that time he will have collected from the de boodles whom he is launching in society c o d and will be able to square matters with us your conversation is greek to me said the bibliomaniac who are the de boodles and for what do they owe your friend reginald squander cash money the de boodles explained the idiot are what is known as climbers and reginald squandercash is a booster a what cried the bibliomaniac a booster said the idiot there are several boosters in the four hundred for consideration they will boost wealthy climbers into society the climbers are people like the de boodles who have suddenly come into great wealth and who wish to be in it with others of great wealth who are also of high social position they don't know how to do the trick so they seek out some booster like reggie strike a bargain with him and he steers them up against the among those present game until finally you find the de boodles have a social cinch do you mean to say that society tolerates such a business as that demanded the bibliomaniac tolerates <laughs> laughed the idiot what a word to use tolerate <laughs> why society encourages because society shares the benefits take this especial vacation of mine society had two five o'clock teas four of the swellest dinners you ever sat down to a cotillion where the favors were of solid silver and real ostrich feathers a whole day's clam bake on reggie's steam yacht with automobile runs and coaching trips galore nobody ever declines one of reggie's invitations because what he has from a society point of view is the best the market affords why the floral decorations alone at the fete champetre he gave in honor of the de boodles at his villa last thursday night must have cost five thousand dollars and everything was on the same scale 
I don't believe a cent less than $7,500 was burned up in the fireworks, and every lady present received a souvenir of the occasion that cost at least $100. Your story doesn't quite hold together, said Mr. Brief. If your friend Reggie has a villa and a steam yacht and automobiles and coaches and gives fetes champetres that cost fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, I don't see why he has to make himself a booster of inferior people who want to get into society. What does he gain by it? It surely isn't sport to do a thing like that, and I should think he'd find it a dreadful bore. The man must live, said the idiot. He boosts for a living. When he has the wealth of Monte Cristo at his command, demanded Mr. Brief. Reggie hasn't a cent to his name, said the idiot. I've already told you he owes us eight hundred dollars he can't pay. Then who in thunder pays for the villa and the lot of all those hundred-dollar souvenirs? asked the doctor. Why, this year, the de Boodles, said the idiot. Last year it was Colonel and Mrs. Moneybags, whose daughter, Miss Fayette Moneybags, is now clinching the position Reggie sold her at Newport over in London, whither Reggie has consigned to her to his sister, an impecunious American duchess, the Duchess of No Cash, who is also in the boosting business. The chances are Miss Moneybags will land one of England's most deeply indebted peers, and if she does, Reggie will receive a handsome check for steering the family up against so attractive a proposition. And you mean to tell us that a plain man like old John de Boodle of Nevada is putting out his hard-earned wealth in that way? demanded Mr. Brief. I didn't mean to mention any names, said the idiot, but you spotted the victim. Old John Taboodle, who made his sixty million in six months after having kept a saloon on the frontier for forty years, is the man. His family wants to get in the swim, and Reggie is turning the trick for him, and, after all, what better way is there for Taboodle to get in? He might take sixty villas at Newport and not get a peep at the divorce colony there, much less a glimpse of the monogamous set acting independently. Not a monkey in the zoo would dine with the de Boodles, and in his most eccentric moment, I doubt if Tommy Dare would take them up unless there was somebody to stand sponsor for them. A cool million might easily be expended without results by the Daboodles themselves, but hand that money over to Reggie Squandercash, whose blood is as blue as his creditors sometimes get, and you can look for results. What the Fromans are to the stage, Reggie Squandercash is to society. He is right in it popular as all spenders are, lavish as all people spending other people's money are apt to be. Old de Boodle, egged on by Mrs. de Boodle and Miss Mary Ann de Boodle, now known as Miss Mary Ann de Boodle, goes to Reggie and says, The old lady and my girl are nutty on society. Can you land them? Certainly, says Reggie. If your pocket is long enough, how long is that? asked the Boodle, wincing a bit. 
a hundred thousand a month and no extras until you're in says reggie no reduction for families asks the boodle anxiously no says reggie harder job all right says the boodle here's my check for the first month that's how reggie gets his newport villa his servants his horses yacht automobiles and coaches then he invites the boodles up to visit him they accept and the fun begins first it's a little dinner to meet my friends mr and mrs the boodle of nevada everybody there hungry dinner from sherry's best wines in the market the boodles covered with diamonds a great success especially old john de boodle who tells racy stories over the demitasse when the ladies have gone into the drawing-room de boodle voted a character next thing bridge whist party everybody there society is a good winner the de boodles magnificent losers popularity cinched next yachting party everybody on board de boodle on deck in fine shape champagne flows like niagara poker game in main cabin food everywhere de boodle's much easier stiffness wearing off and so on and so on until finally miss de boodle's portrait is printed in nineteen sunday papers all over the country they're launched and reggie comes into his own with a profit for the season in a cash balance of fifty thousand dollars he's had a bully time all summer entertained like a prince and comes to the rainy season with a tidy little umbrella to keep him out of the wet and can he count on that as a permanent business asked mr whitechoker my dear sir the rock of gibraltar is no soldier and no more permanent said the idiot for as long as there is a four hundred in existence human nature is such that there will be also a million who will want to get into it at such a cost demanded the bibliomaniac at any cost replied the idiot even people who know they cannot swim want to get in it End of The Gentle Art of Boosting Reading by Marty Criss